Hello guys, welcome um, to Pottercast 12. We're doing a bit of a different a change up in the format this week. As you guys have probably noticed, we're coming very close on the New York premiere and the actual worldwide premiere, you, you know, release of the Goblet of Fire and we're all just a little bit crazy. So since we have one very big important thing to report in this podcast, that is, this will be the entirety of the podcast and we'll all be happier because we'll have a lot less segments to edit. So Yay. again... I'm Melissa, and I'm I am here with. Oh, that would be me, Sue. <laughs> go ahead, <Sorry>. Sue. <laughs> you always go first. <laughs> yes. Hi, everyone. <laughs> That's me. Oh. Thanks for playing. Yeah. And I'm John again from the Leaky and all this stuff. Well, I get to see you both tomorrow. I, I get know, to wake I'm so up excited. and I get to wake up in seven and a half hours and. Get in the car and go to the airport. <laughs> Are you gonna have gone to sleep? Oh, that's good. I get up in five hours, so you get to oh, sleep nah. in. Nah. But you can sleep on a plane. That'll be good. I do sleep on planes. Well, I wanted to get you guys um, into a conversation because I have. This is absolute truth. I have not told you a thing about the London premiere mm -hmm. of *Goblet of Fire* and yet. I have been asking her, alling her, and she won't tell us. <laughs> evil. Tell us. Tell us. Well, I did. I wanted to tell you in this setting because it's best. You can. Okay. Um, learn. I think I think it's just more fun mm -hmm. to do it this way. So I don't know. You guys tell me where where we should start. Well, well okay. Why don't I tell you how I happened into a ticket? Because the last yes. time we spoke, I said that I didn't think I was going to be seeing the yes. film um, in London. Well, first I knew I would be seeing the film. A press screening opened up, so I knew that on Saturday morning, no matter or Sunday morning, no matter what, I would be able to go see the film. And then um, I I don't know if I've made it made it clear enough in the past, but. Um, my family has become very close friends with Jamie Waylett's family. Um, this happened when we interviewed him two years ago, almost exactly two years ago, and we just knew we had hit it off. We just knew there was a friendship there. And also over two years, we've all spent a lot of time together. But Jamie has a big family, and the the tickets this year were, were very, very thin. Um, everybody got four total, no matter what, no matter if you were Dan or if you were, you know, the third extra from the left. Oh. That's how many you got. Wow. And yeah, it was, it was, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't, don't quote me on whether Dan only got four, but that's the <laughs> what impression. What about stunt doubles? Yeah. Stunt doubles got, I think, four as oh, well. Oh, good for them. And, but, but I don't, but I don't think every stunt double was invited this time. That's my impression. Does anyway. Filch have a stunt so double? Any... Filch? Who? I don't know. Is there a stunt cat? Or Mrs. Norris. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Norris does all of her own stunts. <laughs> I've seen. She, wow, she's awesome. I've seen the stunt cat for Mrs. Yes. Norris, and she's actually a stuffed stunt cat. Oh, so, so I I didn't think that I was going to go see the film because tickets were so tight. And then um, when I got there <laughs> that day, um, Deli, who is Devin Murray's mom, who that family and the Waylets are also very close, and they do everything together, they had an extra ticket, and they asked me if I wanted to take it, oh. and I just was. Blown oh, away. So... I just and of course I had nothing to wear, and so I had to <laughs> run through my suitcase and figure something out. But but it was a, it was a big surprise basically. And um, so I know I know I was saying one one podcast that I'm not going to the premiere, and the next podcast I'm, you know, next thing you know I'm in the pictures and the red carpet and stuff. So I just wanted to explain how that came about. So thank you very much to Devin and Deli. So yeah, after a frantic run around to sort of find an outfit we we ran like a jewelry and you know the whole thing it's it's fun doing that thing because you sort of excuse yourself you you spend more money than you should and, uh. you know, just to 
just to play play girl, play dress up for a while. So what was it like going in to see the movie? Was it well, awesome? Going in, I mean, well, going it probably in was wasn't like the, awesome. Going into the actual theater was, was sort of the least of it because what happened when I went with, when you go to this thing, and it's so funny because they, they tell you, oh, this is, this is like nothing to us because they don't think of it like a fan does. That for, for me, this was sort of, you know, for a fan to go to, not only go to the premiere, but go on the red carpet and go do this, see it through like Devin Murray or Jamie Willett's eyes is sort of amazing. And so we were in the car and the whole day we were just all getting, getting ill. I just, my stomach kept clenching and knots. And I had done this once before I went to the prisoner of Azkaban one um, oh. on, on Jamie's invitation. So I thought that like I would be better with it this time around. And I was, but when you're turning the corner and you're in that car and you can't see a single fan, but you hear a roar from blocks away, I swear to God, my, my, my insides just twisted and we all like took this big breath in in the car, just like <laughs> that. That that was them. That was the oh my goodness. And so we're driving down toward the red carpet, and people are looking into the car and realizing that Devin's in the car. And, <laughs> and they had their cameras, and all of a sudden they they start the the word starts spreading down the street, and and they're they're snapping cameras. And so finally we convinced Devin, you know, because he was shy about it, but he want we wanted him to open the the window so that he could wave to people because they've been waiting out there for so long. Yeah, and so once they started doing that, the screams were just, just intense. And then all of a sudden, you're in the middle of all these fans, and they open the door, and you're just standing in the middle of all of it. And I can't express what that's like. It's it's terrifying. I don't know how people who do that on a, on a regular basis. <laughs> they were like, "Oh my God, it's Melissa and Ellie! Oh my God, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, no, no, but I did get recognized. Did I tell you guys that? No. A couple of times. Cool. A couple of times as we were walking and we'd be walking. Um, I was taking videos and being all proud or whatever. And I'm walking next to, I was walking very close to the fans. And out of nowhere, somebody somebody shouts, what's your name? And it scared, <laughs> it freaked me out. It, it, it scared me so much that I went, that I sort of was mean. I went, why? <laughs> they said, are you Melissa from the Leaky Cauldron? And I said, and I just said, yeah. And I sort of knew it was coming. And it was just, it was, it was, that was the most surreal experience of my life to be walking in that gigantic crowd and have somebody know who I was. Well, hell, you got your picture um, on the dang webpage that everybody goes to all the time. But it's, you're you know, pretty recognizable. It's a different thing. But in that setting, in that, in that setting, that's not what you look for. You look for the stars. There's no reason to look for the people standing behind them. Do you know what I mean? Eh, um, people are curious. But it was, but it was just, that was just weird. So, um, I talked with them for a while, and that happened. I, I, it happened two or three times as we were as we were going down, and once or once or twice, I heard somebody yelling "Leaky Cauldron," <laughs> and that was that was fun. Yeah, and you know they, they're they're just this just champs. I mean, last time you basically got to the red carpet, and there was no red carpet. It's just a saying, but you get to the red carpet, and they sort of went along a line, signed as many things as they can, did the press, went right into the premiere. This time they extended it all into the entirety of Leicester Square. Yeah. So it wasn't just like the strip in front. It was like a maze. It was like <laughs> That's somebody... Clever. I mean, you you get out of that car, somebody comes right over with an umbrella and stands with you. And I actually looked at the guy and I'm like, no, 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 really, it's okay. And he's like, no, 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 I have to make sure all the families are okay. I'm like, no, 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 look, 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 it's okay. You don't, like, I would take a step left, he would take a step left. I would take a step right, he would take, with this umbrella. I was like, look, it's, look, it's fine. Just please go, go use that umbrella for a Harry Potter star. I am fine. So I went over 
and then I like like you know so so there were less yeah. um, less people following around follow us around with umbrellas. So then there's like a press person leading lead, leads the star along, and leads them along whatever whatever fan autographs they want to sign. They make all the decisions that way. So so everything that Devin and everything that Jamie signed that was their decisions. Um, and then they lead them over to the press, and it's just like a line of rep- lines of reporters. So we basically went in a circle around Leicester Square wow. almost twice. That he t- they take the time and go over and sign all those autographs. That's what I admire about those guys. That's so cool. In the rain, because they know they know exactly that these fans have been out there forever. Sure, sure. Oh, they've been out there for days, for the whole day, yeah, the night before, yeah. right? People keep I want, out. I want somebody to, I want somebody to sign my chest. Oh God! <laughs> I'm gonna unbutton. Devin, no. Devin did actually sign a few breasts. Who did? Way to go, buddy. They the girls asked Devin to sign their breasts. No way. Devin, it was, really? I, I, I took video. I took videos. <laughs> yep. I took videos, of course. Being a. <laughs> Are we gonna have to blur anything? No, it wasn't obscene. It was it was over shirts, of course. But oh. it wasn't, you know. But yeah, but they did. They did. Yeah, there was some breast signage, but um, it, but he was very, you know, he was very modest about it. He, sure, yeah. You know, they they moved the shirt so that it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't like he it, it looked like he was just signing like their their chest and not their breast. You know what I mean? Uh, so you're still going around. That was great. That's so we went. So then they had this horn tail. They had the yeah, the, the Hungarian so horn tail cool. out on the ground. We stood by it because it was warm. <laughs> So freaking cold was it out as there. Loud? There was reports about how loud it was. I mean, it sounded loud on the video that we heard, but was it as loud? My ears are still ringing. Really? Okay, so the first person we saw over in the press area was Lizzo. Hey. Oh, cool. so that, yeah, that guy. That was nice. That guy, Lizzo from the BBC. From the BBC. So cool. So we went over to say hello to him, and we sort of just hung out in the background while Devin did his thing. Went over to every. God, every, I mean, people from, like, Bulgaria and Romania. And signed crazy. every boob. Signed every boob he could. <laughs> and, and then we were led over to a specific little area, and it said fanzine in front of it. And I said, fanzine, there's Leaky. And sure enough, there was Leaky. <laughs> and there was Matt from Verita Serum, and there was Karen from MuggleNet. Who was a boy. Who is a boy. Yep. And I got to say hello to them all. So yeah, it was unbelievable. There were there ha- there were twelve thousand fans. They said. I believe it, and and one large dragon. Yeah. And then um, there was this bridge, this lighted green bridge, oh, yeah. which was supposed to simulate what was being that underwater. That once you were once you were done being task, led through right? this maze of of press, there was all this maze of once you were done sort of being led through the park, then you crossed over this bridge, and then you were in the at the theater, and in the front of the theater was a square. One side was all reporters. And one side was all uh, was all um, fans, and so we we hung out there for a while, and we and waited for for Devin to finish signing. Somebody gave him a bra. That's hot. No, I swear to God, they gave him a bra. <laughs> I, it was it was just intense. So, <laughs> um, Madonna was there. I had no idea until the day after that Madonna was there. Yeah. Did you go talk to nope. her? Did you talk I to didn't her? See her? Oh, I read about it in the newspaper. Sue was a big Madonna fan. <laughs> <John>. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Oh, she's You'd awesome. I do. Why are you I love like that. She's amazing. I know she's awesome. I loved watching the footage later because when when they wanted to bring her over to have her picture taken, you could tell she leaned down and asked Lourdes about it, like if it was okay with her, and you know, it was really yeah. it was it, it was nice. So so yeah, so going in to see the movie. First of all, when we got into the into the foyer, 
David Heyman was standing there, and Alfonso Cuaron turned up. Hey, look at that guy. Yeah, he didn't show up in any pictures or anything, but but he was there, and he he threw his arms around Devin. He threw his arms around David Heyman, and um, you know whatever affection we've seen from them in public is absolutely not faked at all. Those two love each other like in a very brotherly way. Um, and so yeah, so we went into the, the movie. Now they had popcorn out for us on the seats. Um, yeah, those were my questions. Sat- That's what I wanted to know. Is there regular vending what? in those in those Food. theaters? No, there was popcorn on the seats, and I think it was flavored or something. It was oh, weird. Gross. It was weird popcorn, uh, and they had water, which was good because somehow I'd gotten very thirsty. Didn't have any like frozen like red drinks or yeah. frozen blue drinks. No, but they were selling. What the um, hell kind of premiere is this? Ice cream. <laughs> I'm gonna give them. The, I'm gonna give them their ticket we're back if the they food. don't have any frozen red or blue drinks. Oh goodness! So we sat. So I sat. Okay, now I sat. I sat between Devin and Tiana Benjamin, who Ooh, played Tiana. Angelina yeah. Johnson. Angelina, she's a cool. beautiful girl in person. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because yeah, because she isn't. Oh, they all are. bad at all in the in the movies. Well, she looks beautiful in the movie, but she looks much more beautiful in person. Oh. But you only see for a second in the movie. That's why you know. You know who was really beautiful were the Patel, the girls. Oh play. yes, sure. especially Afshan. They're no, just gorgeous. Are they really twins, or is it one girl that they duplicate? No, okay. no that's two. Like, like the parent trap. <laughs> Don't Yeah, <laughs> definitely not Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Definitely not Lindsay Lohan. No, there are two different girls, and I spoke mostly to Afshan. I didn't see Shafali, but Afshan, she was beautiful. She just, she's stunning. She's absolutely stunning, that girl. Who's that? And also, uh, Afshan, she plays um, Ron State, and I'm embarrassed to say oh, I can sure. never remember if it's Parvati or Padma, but I think it's Padma. I'm, I, yeah, I don't I know. Yeah. Look at you Padma's and that. Because oh, she's the one in Ravenclaw. In... Well, they're both in Gryffindor in the movie. Oh, they really? Yep. That's easier to do you it You see them way. both walking through the Gryffindor common room. But oh. the thing the thing that's tricky about that is that they never identify them. They call Harry's date Miss Patil. But for as oh. far as anybody watching the movie knows, those are just two Indian girls who are in Gryffindor. <laughs> they don't have to be sisters. They don't have to be both Patils. Oh. You know what they I mean? Just having to look as far a, as watching the movie like. goes, they just have to look a lot and dress a lot alike as well. That's that's a little but, lazy. Yeah. But you know, what are they gonna do? Start explaining that one's in Gryffindor, one's in you Ravenclaw, know? I bet. Blah, blah, blah. I bet. Watch the watch when the fourth movie comes out. There's gonna be a deleted scene on the DVD that actually says, "Oh, by the way, they're twins." That'll be a whole deleted scene. It wouldn't be that hard to show them walking around in their, you know, another scene when they're. And they're one in their school uniforms, and they'd have their different crests on. I don't well, know, I, man. Ties on. I, I think you'll understand when you see the film. It's just made it a lot easier. Like, why, why trip over that roadblock? Why? Yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. I think that's just nitpicking, I guess. If there's if there's one thing we've learned, it's very difficult to throw in little details like that. Like, oh, by the way, Harry, you know, I'm I'm Mooney, and and your dad was Prongs, and your Patronus is a stag. <laughs> <laughs> and that map, actually, you know, it's really a mysterious. Map actually, something I've magical. never. Actually, um, last year at the Prisoner of Azkaban party, um, Christopher Columbus, I had a chat with Christopher Columbus, and he said that the one the one thing that he was really um, upset about was not was forgetting to do that. Yeah. Was forgetting to put that in. And it said right after they like wrapped filming, he thought of the way that they could do it, which was to just have the map's names change. Yeah. Like you're looking at the map and the names change into Mooney, into, you know, sure. James, Sirius. And... He said he said that it really bothered him. But what was impressive about that conversation was that he was just so, 
You could tell it really did bother him oh, that That's he nice. That's... do it. You know? Yeah. Well, at least he, you know, he was honest about it, you know? I mean, because other ones would have said, no. Because he was no, a producer no, on that Just film. our creative dis- it was nice that yeah. it was nice that the, that the thought was to do a, a few thousand dollar special effect to explain it, other than adding in two lines of dialogue. That's that's very nice. <laughs> the two lines of dialogue would have sucked. You want them to say like, "Oh, by the As way," as opposed to some of the other dialogue. Your dad there you was go. That could have been run on sentences. Okay, so okay, so how was the movie? The movie, I thought the movie was excellent. I think it's the best of the four. I think um, the acting is leaps and bounds and the thing that they did the best in this movie i feel nothing feels like it came out of nowhere i didn't feel anything was rushed they put things in that that they like they like went back and recrafted the story to fit a movie which is what we've been saying well, how's the beginning how's the beginning beginning is awesome really beginning is fantastic yeah i love so it does it start out with the voldemort or start out with harry voldemort oh good not Voldemort, actually, the snake well yeah well when does where does where does harry come in where is he at when it starts with harry well, well, it starts. It does that scene at the Riddle House, and then Harry's. You see Harry dreaming it. Uh, but where is yeah, he does, dreaming? Does he wake up with his, his head? head is he dreaming at the, at, at the Weasleys? Mm-mm. At the Barrow, yeah. Okay. Yeah, now, it is, makes perfect sense. Is is Jenny in his room, or is she sleeps somewhere else? John, she sleeps somewhere else. But something interesting about this film is that Ginny is everywhere. Yes, yes, we've seen this and good. Things. She's all over the place. Good. <laughs> it's like they knew Yay. what was coming, and they decided to. Sort of amp her up, make her more visible um, before book five, books five and book six, hey. which was really smart. Right, because book six wasn't out yet when they were making yeah. this, right? Ginny, Ginny's, Ginny's everywhere and it's really cool. Um, she's just sort of like a, a more like a normal presence. You could understand how Harry just sort of got used to her presence. Does she have lines book too? Six. Yeah, she has lines and everything. Hey, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Good for Bonnie. Good for Bonnie. She's a cute little girl. So I'm really anxious to see, though, how mad I and I heard I've heard very positive things oh, he's about fantastic. Mr. performance. He's Julie. fantastic. Yeah. There are things that I didn't expect about Mad Eye, but he he is he's that old war hero, you know what I mean? And for how many times they focus on him drinking that damn hip flask, they yeah. I mean, <laughs> my god, if you're looking for a clue somewhere in the movie to what's going to happen at the end, you watch I, I they six or seven times at least they show him drinking out of that that hip flask and he does it so yeah convincingly in the character that you think it's just because they like showing it. Isn't, isn't there a it. line of Harry that says something like, hmm, I wonder what's in that hip flask. I bet it's not pumpkin juice. Oh. <laughs> he actually says, "What it, you know, was he drinking there or whatever? And he goes, I don't know what it is, but I bet it's not pumpkin juice. Yeah. And so they're trying to make him seem just like a drunk. And there's one scene in which he really does look like he's he's a drunk. And so it's a, it, it, even knowing the answer, it is a big sort of turnaround when you realize what he is drinking, they 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 tend to compare po- um, potions a lot to pumpkin juice. Like it wasn't there like a line in the Chamber of Secrets where he drinks a Skelligrow and she's like, "What did you expect, pumpkin juice?" It's just yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, in the yeah. movie, yeah, I remember her saying that. Yeah. Apparently, pumpkin juice is delicious. And he spits it out. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that that appeals to me, and maybe it's just because I'm an adult. Or I don't know. I'm into this, but I was really curious about the nuances between mm. like Kargaroff and Snape and all that. And you're starting to get more into it. Did you did you sense that? I mean, there is a very overt scene the... with Kargaroff and Snape, and they they accomplish it very quickly. You know how in the book, Kargaroff is just sort of clutching his arm, and Harry thinks, oh, something's on his arm. Blah blah blah. You know, it's getting stronger. Well, right after Harry finds out that Snape was a Death Eater, 
he goes into the hallway and uh, he happens upon him and Snape and Kakarov having a conversation. And Kakarov says, you know, look or whatever. And he pulls up his arm and you see the dark mark. Oh, you do on his see arm. the dark mark on the arms. Cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's moving. It's moving. <gasps> it and moves on their skin. Oh, it moves. It's disgusting. It's so gross. That's oh, it's weird. So disgusting. Really? It's, it's worth. Um, the one thing I felt about Snape is that, is that they didn't play up really well play the, the shock that Harry must have felt when he found out that Snape was ever a Death Eater. Yeah. You don't really see that. There is a scene with Harry and Snape right afterwards, but I don't, I don't know if it was played to the fullest extent. Sure. Um, you know, especially since because it's a scene in which, again, it's a, another thing that, that they changed to make things great and streamlined it's in which they said um snape says you know stuff's disappearing from my cupboard i don't know you're, you're brewing polyjuice potion you know and harry just just sort of annoyed with him for for investigating him but doesn't really you know our harry is is um really upset this is somebody who is responsible who's part of the cult of the people who are responsible for his parents death and i feel like you got more of that in the book than you do in the movie though it is there Dan Radcliffe's acting has improved like you can't even imagine. And, it, and it's not like he was ever bad, but he just keeps getting so much better. Well, sure, that's, better that's so much to be better. Um, the, 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 the biggest thing that you're going to know about, notice about this movie is that it was made to be a blockbuster like this. It was made for it. Oh, sure. The action, the tasks are, the ta- every one of them are fan- are just fantastic. How does the score sound with the movie? As good as it sounds up by itself? Better. Ugh, better. God, that score is just killer. Yeah, the thing that that really got me about the score was right when the movie was starting because it was so different and yet the same. Yeah, that my my uh, hairs on my arms. It's such a cliche to say it, but they just whew, straight up. Dude, I have, a, I have a feeling that if I don't find a restroom before it starts, I might have an accident during this movie. No, I swear to You're... God, man. You better not get up and then leave in the middle of it. <laughs> How funny would break. that be? No potty break. How insulting would that be to get up and be like, "Hey, dude, where's the can?" Because we'll be sitting right in the middle, and John will be like crawling over people. Yeah. Gotta go, gotta go, stop! Yeah. <laughs> step on on Emma's toes. There you go. <laughs> she'll be like, "Dang, it, John!" <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll know who I am. Yeah, she's a she's really a well. she's a big listener. Did anyone ask about our podcast? By the way, oh, of course um, didn't. No, a, a couple of people that I spoke to knew about it, and now I can't remember who those people were. Did but they, they were really? In the movie, but I can't remember. I can't remember. Topher, uh, what's his name? Tolga Safer, who is, the, like, let me just tell you, one of the nicest guys I've met throughout all this. I'm she, He's so like a nice, nice. I have video of him on the red carpet going, hello, Leaky Cauldron, I love you. <gasps> Yay! Oh. oh, he's a oh, fan. Oh, very nice. And um, Robert Pattinson knew the site. Oh, cool. Um, he, and he, he was a big fan of that yeah. editor. Yeah. Rock on. Oh, place a name. But but he's so another... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's another very very nice person yeah he looked it's good amazing. in his jacket too i gotta say he's well give him shirt. a few years yeah apparently he lost some buttons on that shirt <laughs> I, I keep, listen I there was not a girl there. in the place who would offer to help find his buttons okay mm-hmm. actually there wasn't oh, a girl in the place yeah. who wouldn't offer to help find his buttons so he is a he's a gentleman and the thing is I'm I'm curious to see what happens in a few years because he's gonna have there's no doubt he's gonna have a huge career and he's just he's got that he's got that thing that it you know and I'm interested to see if he's the same person in three years that he is now wow. sort of very unassuming and 
and sort of looks in awe of all of this. But okay, so what else do you guys want to know about the film? My question is about Dumbledore, because what I've seen in these little clips and in the trailers is a very, I don't, I want to say aggressive, but he seems to be a little more standoffish, a little more over authoritative. Even when this, even with the scenes with Harry, it's like the the gentleness in his character seems to be gone. Am I imagining things, or is this different? The gentleness in, in is the not movie? gone. I was worried that it would be. Um, okay. But there's like the scene right after he gets his name put in the Goblet of Fire, he goes, "Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire?" And it yeah, just feels a little bit intense to me. It feels a little bit too intense. I can understand why he made it as an actor choice because it could be something that Dumbledore is just. Not, he's, they played Dumbledore as more knowing of what was, not of what was going on, but that something really bad was about to happen than he was yeah. in the book. You knew he was in the book, but here it was more imminent. You, he, he suspected, it looked like he suspected Moody at the end. It looked like... Yeah, we saw that in that one little scene when Harry goes into the thing and M- M- Moody kind of waves goodbye or whatever, and then yeah. Dumbledore's kind of looking at Moody like, Yeah, it's because... When Harry goes into the pensive and he sees Barty Crouch and Dumbledore tells him who Barty Crouch is, Harry says to him, oh, that man, he was the one that was in my dream. And that's when you get Dumbledore gets this like knowing look in his eye, but you can tell not knowing enough to, mm-hmm. to stop what's going to happen, to be that step yeah. ahead that he needed to be. Um, Dumbledore, they, they started working toward his fallacy in book five. They started making us understand that he's not all-knowing, he's not all-powerful, and that he is making mistakes, but doing the best he can. I can't wait to see this. Very this interesting scene. Well, that's fine, but he better... But there's a very... He better be, um, you know, the his relationship with Harry already bothered me in the third movie. I hope they don't continue to screw it up in this movie. Like, okay, if you're going to yell at the kid after I put his name on the goblet, are you yelling at him? Can we tell that he's yelling because he's, upset. he's scared about yes, what could happen to him? Or is he yelling at him because how dare you break my rules? It wasn't about breaking yet. rules. Absolutely was kid. not about You can tell he was scared and upset and thrown and out of control of what of the situation. So he's clearly mm-hmm. trying to find the situation. Even though I feel I I prefer the Dumbledore who's a little bit more reserved. But later on you'll see you'll you see that, that he's really um he's really um they're they're working on their relationships that I feel like in movie five we will understand why Dumbledore has such affection for Harry. Yeah, I mean, wasn't there a line in the fifth book about how uh, Harry said that the look in Dumbledore's face when right, right before Harry was going to be possessed or whatever was like the most panicked, you know, he had ever he, yeah. he had ever seen him, and how they make a point to say how the whole duel with with, with Voldemort, you know, he was calm and collected and everything, and then if the, the, what I'm getting at here is that the character Dumbledore in the book is more of a like a serene, calm kind of kind of persona. It takes a lot to rile this guy up because he's been around for so long and he's you know intelligent and all that. And it, just to see a little outburst like this in in the movie, it's just is just seems way out of character. No, I didn't like that moment, but it's made up for by other moments in the film. Definitely, there's a very interesting scene with. Dumbledore, McGonagall, and Snape, where they're talking about that clearly Harry's being used as bait for something. And McGonagall says, mm. you know, Snape says, well, maybe we should just let these events unfold since we don't know what we're doing by not letting them unfold, you know? 
And it's it's a great moment if you're a fan because you think, oh my God, I can't tell if he is being genuine or if he just wants Harry dead. You know? Right. It's really... The, what wow. we know about the books makes these looking at these films all the more interesting. So yes, yeah, so when the film was done, we went right into buses and went over to Natural History Museum in London. Huge place like Hogwarts. Now, the, the, the invitations, when we got them, my heart just sped up. They were bright silver, and it says, come to a Yule Ball. Oh. And I knew what this awesome. place was going to look like. And it was just bathed in blue light, silver everywhere, ice sculptures, trees with snow on them, and candles. And it was just cool. Were you allowed to take pictures of that? Yeah, but you want to know what I did, which was the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. I accidentally left because I've been taking video on the red carpet. I left my video yeah. camera on pause in my bag by accident without turning it off during the movie. Oh. So it's not like I taped the movie or anything, but the battery, the battery. battery so I got a couple oh. of seconds, which was all I needed and, and some photos, which will go up. And that must have been beautiful though to see all that. It was that must have just gorgeous. Been... So it was, Cause you're in a room with a gigantic dinosaur. Yeah. You, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and all around you is just, it's just, eerie cold but warm blue um and we went we went all the way all the way down to the end to this little room where there were sort of these reserved tables and whatnot and that's when i talked to dan now dan um i've met uh i've probably met him six times by now and he always amazes me that he instantly remembers who i am my name the whole thing is and he's not really? faking it he was melissa hi how are you always comes over gives me a kiss on the cheek same thing with his father in that and this is wow. this is since the first time we met, so it's clearly a gift of his that he can do wow. this. Do you know what I mean? But um, I think this time was the first time I really had a good conversation with Dan. You know, we've we've spoken oh. a lot, but it was so funny because I wasn't. You have to, at a party like this one where everybody's everybody's um connected to movies and whatnot. Pretty much everybody's a star, quote unquote star. You know, one out of you know at least one of the people in the party you're with. Dan is the star among the stars there um, outside of like Madonna or J.K. Rowling. You know what I mean? Even though J.K. Rowling wasn't there. Right. Um, so everybody is moving along at a natural pace and it's a very, it's not very crowded. Dan is surrounded. You can't, you can't get near him, you know? Um, yeah. So I was just yeah. walking by because I was not going to bother him and all that. And I just sort of waved hello as went by and he grabbed my hand and and said oh my god what did you think of the film because i get worried when you see the film <laughs> uh, and he was just that, that you know um the, the rest of our conversation i don't want to know if i want to repeat because it's not like there was anything sensitive in it but i feel like he he was off the record so i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to repeat his conversation for the record what did he declare his undying love for you or something uh, yes that was it so um but you know he's he's on the record enough that he doesn't need conversations. Right. He doesn't need to be unsure whether a conversation is on or off the record. You know what I mean? But I was just so so flattered, and we did talk a bit about the J.K. Rowling interview, um, which he said he had read, and then which actually he brought it up, and then um, and we we I don't know we just had a nice conversation. I'm just oh I'm always so impressed with him, but I I'm more impressed with him every time I meet him. He's just. A very Aww. and he was he was he was worried that the fans and, were going to moan that he was wearing Slytherin colors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was. He was. He? Yeah, you know, he really struck me as he, he was a lot more composed and he just seemed. I don't know. Maybe it's just because he's getting older, but he handled himself so well when we were watching that WB video, 
he just handled himself so well every time they showed him out there with the crowd. And I just, I really might, I just thought he was a class act. Yes. So. Must have been really great. Totally. Just you know? a good kid. I mean, the... and, and we have him scheduled for Pottercast yeah, in what, two yeah. weeks yeah. now. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to love to come on and talk to us. Yeah, don't yeah. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Dan, if you're listening, come on, come on, join in. Pop on Skype that anytime. That poor kid come on. has no time to listen to podcasts. <laughs> I know. Well, he's going to be off to Australia soon. Um, oh, that's right. For boys. movie. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Jamie, I love Jamie. I, Jamie Waylett, he's just the, the best. He, he's my boy. Oh, boy. So he doesn't realize his own strength. So near the end of the night, he was like literally throwing me around. He thought we were dancing. He was... <laughs> throwing me around and like clapping me on the back (laughs) meaning it as like a friendly gesture and like i have handprints it was just he's he's but he's just he's he's great stan ionevsky is a sweetie um he just looked like he was like impeccably dressed like his mom had put him in his suit and he was just at his first at his first like or something you know what i mean that's the, the as opposed to a yeah. second bar as opposed to a second bar I had a good ch- talk as I mentioned with with Robert Pattinson. I actually I turned I turned because he was surrounded. Robert Pattinson, let's be clear, was surrounded by gorgeous women all night long who all wanted a piece of him. And so um, I just want I wanted to talk to him. I want I because let's because we know he's going to have a huge career. Never going to get to talk to him again. So I turned around to Jamie, who had joked around with him a bit when they were on location or, or on set or whatever. And I said to him, I said Jamie. Introduced me to Robert Pattinson. And <laughs> Jamie started laughing. He goes, Melissa, are you using me? I said, Jamie, that is exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> so introduced me to Robert Pattinson. <laughs> he finally figured it out, did he? And so he was just laughing and laughing and laughing. And so he and so he brought us he, he he brought me over and so we had a really nice chat. And it's just it just it just shows you the the unaffectedness, the humility of this guy, because he's surrounded by these gorgeous women, and he does who are actors, who are this, who are that, and he doesn't, he doesn't care. It, it, it doesn't seem that he cared who you were or whatever. And so we, you know, we had a nice chat. He knew Leaky. Um, he goes, "Oh, that's your side." I said, "Yeah." Well, I mean, it just sounds like it was a wonderful time, and and so how long? I mean, you were there for like a couple hours. Then, for about, did a lot of the stars about one thirty? Yeah, most of them did. We, everybody was dancing. Um, well, Dan left. Dan left pretty early. Everybody Dan left pretty wasted. early. Nobody was wasted. People, they were <laughs> respectful young people. Let me tell you, Katie Lang. I met her once before, and she was like, "Well, oh, she, she was like gorgeous. dressed down the first time I met her and all this stuff." Beautiful. But at the premiere, she just looked like a stunning supermodel. You know, she just looked gorgeous. That was that beautiful pale green. I loved her gown. I just thought that was awesome. Well, Emma changed though for the party. Yeah, she right? changed for the party. You you didn't tell Sue about how Jason Isaac asked you to oh, dance yeah. at the ball. Yeah. It was that no, he wasn't there. No. Yeah, that slow dance. But see, the thing is with these things <sighs> is, know, is people always say, you know, I I, I said that, that any one of our readers would have like killed me to take my spot. But but the thing is, you have to be there with your friends, and if you're not there, it's like anything else. You need your friends and your family to make the memories. And so, if I wasn't there with friends, I wouldn't have enjoyed myself. It would have been interesting, but if you're not there with friends, who are you going to talk to? Do you know what I mean? So that's why these things are fun. So because I was there with Jamie and with Jamie's family and with Devin and with Devin's family, that was what made it fun, the joking around with them. If I had to go walk up to people I didn't know the whole night and count on that to to make this a good time, I wouldn't, you know, Mm -hmm. the gloss wears off. 
I don't know. I think a lot of fans could probably have just, just yeah. a good time sitting in the corner <laughs> and giggling and looking at everybody. Yeah. Rupert is adorable, as always. He um, he sort of just wanders around with like two or three friends and just does his thing. Nobody bothers him. He just sort of goes, goes off and does. He's just Rupert. There's no... There's nothing else to it. So there was no, like, chicken dancing or any of that kind of dancing. <laughs> Some corny wedding. <laughs> the crappy DJ plays no. a cha-cha slide. No, 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 no. Do so stuff, did, did, y'all. Did you tell Jarvis that we, I was, no, was I didn't digging his song, song, man? Did they play any of those no, songs? they played they modern play music. It was a nice little oh. dance floor. That would have been cool to get everyone out song. there doing hip griffs. That would have been awesome, no, man. What was nice out there, just seeing out there jamming with them. That'd be great. Let loose. It was like the the release after all this work that they had done. I just thought of an awesome contest for the live podcast. Everybody who was there, we were play the hippogriff song, and then whoever does the best hippogriff gets a prize. Oh, that'd be cool. Okay. I, I have wanted to do the dance. I told Melissa this a long time, and she thinks I'm nuts. But I think it'd be fun to do that. Get everybody up. And- I want to know what a hippogriff is. I want to know who can do a hippogriff dance. Oh, I got I got some great moves. I'll show you. Oh, we'll do it. Sue. How do they dance? Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> okay, we're doing it. So let me ask you. At the, the Azkaban thing, I remember seeing all those, like, that chocolate fondue that was there. fountain. Yeah, yeah. Was it really? I think they realized the the effect of the chocolate fondue fountain, and they just put it everything. Cool. There was a whole, there was a long <laughs> table of sweets. There was um, an iridology thing. This little, this little thing that like tested your eyes to see if your eyesight was as good as Mad Eye Moody's. They had fortune tellers. They had oh, all cool. little gimmick things. Uh. You know, they had magicians in the hallways. They had. Um, uh, what was really cool was that we were in this museum. The, all these exhibits were just sort of part of the decoration. You know. And you got to just go up close to them. That 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 I thought was That's was far. really cool. What else did they have? The decorations were the, were just you know were just the best part. I, Robert Pattinson. I was I was telling him that his hair was sticking up as if on cue. Put a hand through his hair, and what whatever he had done, just his hair stood straight, just absolutely vertical, straight up. It was so funny. Oh, and then I dropped champagne all over him. I know total oh, nice. ditzy. Oh, oh my by God, accident? Uh-huh. Sure. Let me hear. Let me clean your beautiful chest <laughs> off. No, 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 no. I dropped champagne. I had it. Oh, I spilled I had it. I had it in my hand. He didn't have it in his. I had it in my hand. And um, I'm just such a, I'm just such a klutz. And he's wearing like this borrowed velvet jacket from this high hoity-toity designer. And, you know, here I am trying to like be cool. I'm thinking to myself, I'm talking to Robert Pattinson. I'll never talk to him again. And then I dropped champagne on him. I was like, oh, my God. God, so, he didn't clothes. seem to care, but I was like, I'm so sorry, you know. Total stupid girl thing to do. What else is there? I'm more curious about the about the movie. I mean, I mean, not not the movie itself, but about going in to see it. Like, is it is this like a was it like a regular movie theater? Like, or I mean, they, I can't. I'm having a hard time. It's the it's the it's the Leicester Square Odeon. It's a regular movie theater. You go inside, and the 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 producers and the directors come on stage, and they bring up the the three main three actors, and they congratulate everybody and their dogs, and they explain the emotional journey that it was to make this film, and they explain how wonderful everybody was, and and then they and it's I don't mean to make it sound disingenuous. I'm sure they they mean every last word, but um, it's not like anything was unpredictable up there. Though David Heyman did say that they that they filmed two miles of of film that's what it is two miles of film and they um 
there was two two million something. I can't remember. Two twenty five hundred people working on the film. Were there a lot of crew there too from the movie, or were the crew invited? Like people who higher up crew. I, mean, not, I not, feel. I mean, not like the caterers or anything, but like like people who worked on like on like the production end of it, like editors and special effects people. Some crew. And... Some crew. Was John Williams there? I didn't see him if he was. Steve Clovis was there, I believe. Oh, that would have been a good conversation. Yeah, Steve that would have been Park a good conversation. <laughs> yeah. Let's chat, shall we? <laughs> we got things. Let's have a nice chat. Yeah. No, but the best thing that I took away from this was that they are just they're just fun, normal kids who are just having a good time and it you can't you can't but be happy to see that, you know? Oh, you're so, that must have just been awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I don't take it for granted for a second. I know how lucky I am. Not only to have gone, but to have gone with genuine friends. Yeah. You know? And just think, John, that's going to be us next week. I know. Of course, we're not going to the party, but still, it's going to be so cool. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? We're going to something better than a party. I mean, seriously, (sighs) guys, we could go. But we have the podcast, and I think that it's a much better thing. Because you think about it. At these things, these stars who have everything, uh, you know, they 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 go to this the movie, they get all glitzed out, and then they go to a party. And what do the fans do? They hang out for four hours, get, catch a glimpse of somebody through rows of people, and then they go home. Well, at least now the fans have something to do. I know it's going to be great. We, the fans are the best. I can't wait they to meet everybody. a party. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really, I don't really like the fans. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> dude, <laughs> they can all go right back home for all I care. Right. No, we are going to have so much fun. That's going to be just, the best. I'm really happy best. that we're, oh, yeah, that we're giving our people, you know, our fan, you know, uh, not our fan, but our I fans. Hope, I hope you've warned. I hope you've warned Jamie that Sue and I are going to hound him. At the, at this <laughs> we are like unwanted posters. Avoid these two. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is of the Slytherin persuasion. He can introduce you to Jason Isaacs. I'm sure. <gasps> there you oh, go. Oh, I will love him forever. Oh God. Well, you just oh, tell just him you're using him. It works for me. I will. <laughs> That's the best oh. part because Jamie knows I would never, yeah. I would never really use him. But at that oh, moment, no. with rubber bands, I was like, Jamie, this is what you're going to do for me right now. <laughs> oh yeah, Jamie. You know, Jamie guy. should come to the podcast, man. He should, but they his... have their party to go to. I know, but all the sombreros out there, they would love him. I know. They would come party with us. We'll talk to them. That, that party's got to end sometime. No, it does, but true. the podcast will be over first. The podcast is going to rock. We're going to have a great time. And that podcast is going all night long. All night long. All night long. All night long. Yeah. It's going to be a six-hour podcast. No, it's really not, actually. <laughs> or maybe a fourth of that. But it's nice. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that, that the fans, if you're listening to this and you're not sure about coming to our to our podcast, um, just, just, just think of it as finally the fans get something. Yeah, it's fun. It's like a meetup, and it's like you get some entertainment. We're gonna attempt to be funny up there and interesting and amusing, <laughs> but but no promises. Mm. And I promise to try and swipe as much free stuff from the theater to show everybody <laughs> as much as I can. Oh, hey, we also have not announced. We have we have lots of prizes. We Ooh, have. I have cool. invites from. Prizes. I have invites from the party. Ooh. Um. Not, not to the one in New York. You're not going to take an invite and get think you're going to run over to the part in New York and get in. This is from London. It's over. But if they are really cool. They're silver. I have Goblet of Fire posters. I have Prisoner of Azkaban card tins. Muggledown has t-shirts. We have t-shirts. Um, I'm going to try and get some more stuff in the next few days. 
So we're going to be giving out door oh, prizes. On. Yeah. That's going to be great. See? You're giving people. out cool stuff that I want from you to get random yeah. fans? <laughs> Who cares about random fans? I want stuff. Sorry, John. <laughs> You're not getting any of this stuff. Oh. Nope. Oh, it's going to can... be great. So, Melissa, I'm so thrilled. You must have just the best time. It just must it have was been really awesome. special. All right. Well, is that it? We done? All right, guys. Well, thank you. Well, well, that's well. We hope this was entertaining for you. Um, a little more sedate than our usual thing, but but there was more yeah. info I think that people wanted to hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, and there will be pictures up on Leaky shortly, and, yeah. and we hope that we'll see you on Saturday. Absolutely, can't wait to see y'all. That's thirty-three East Seventeenth Street, Barnes and Noble, New York City, seven thirty p.m. Saturday, November twelfth, to. 2005. Yeah. Be there. Yeah. And you don't and you don't have to bring a burrito with you if you don't want to. <laughs> I'm done. No. Oh, I'm no more burritos. They don't have to bring a burrito. I'm I'm perfectly content with an Auntie Anne's pretzel if they don't want to buy a burrito. No, and so it ends. Goodbye, guys. So it continues. <laughs> oh. That's right.